Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So what was it you said, Steve Verstink, the other night about, hey, uh, put pucks on net, that's what the Lightning have to do? Well, they certainly did, and they scored six times. They win 6-2 to two in uh, Game 3. It's now a series. We have a series, two games to one. Colorado still leads the Lightning in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. This was exactly what we thought that the Lightning were going to do uh, when the series began in Colorado. It never actually transpired, but they played their game. They got in front of Colorado. Um, they kept Colorado in front of them. And, and they, you know, it's interesting. All of a sudden, Colorado has a goaltender issue. They ran their starter and, you know, and the Lightning looked every bit like the Lightning would get to some injuries and some concerns they might have about that. This is exactly what you talked about, Steve, was they've got to try this goaltender and they've got to find a way um, to, to get more than 14 shots like they had in game two. They were much better on the forecheck. They were much better getting the puck out of their own end. Mm-hmm. And they looked faster because of that. You know, everyone talks about Colorado speed and they are extremely fast. But the Lightning are a fast team, too, when they're playing their game which they did on Monday night. When they can get pucks out, when they can get passes tape to tape, they can fly around the ice too. Kucherov with some brilliant passes. Stamkos with a brilliant pass to set up Palat's goal. Uh, you know, just they they look like the lightning we're used to seeing. Did Colorado have some chances tonight? Absolutely. And they're a phenomenal team. Andre Vasilevsky made some incredible saves. Oh, man. But... That's what the that's part of the Lightning's game, and the goaltender counts as your team too, which that is the weakness for Colorado, and we saw that tonight. We saw that the Lightning put shots on. The Sorelli goal was probably a bad goal. The Maroon goal was a bad goal. Mm-hmm. You know, he gave up some bad goals. Yeah, and that's what a when you don't have the best goalie in the world behind you, that's what they're going to do. And if the Lightning continue to put shots on Darcy Kemper or Pavel Francouz, then they're going to score some goals in this series. And and that's what they're going to have to do because Colorado is going to score too. Granted, tonight it was just two power play goals, and they've been lethal on the power play. What I think five five for 11 in this series, I believe, now. Right. You know, the Lightning need to figure out how to slow down that power play because you are going to take some penalties periodically. Some that – happen a high stick others that need to be avoided like how do they get too many men on the ice when you have the puck on the power play yeah that was bad. that's a bad penalty by the lightning but keep keep on that forecheck keep getting that puck in and get it out of your zone and then keep keep that third forward high you know don't get trapped down with three forwards behind the goal line right right that's yeah. what i mean by staying in front of them mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you can't pinch down so far that, that you're letting them break out all night. Yeah. And they didn't do that. And 
And they didn't back into their zone as much tonight. They did some. They weren't perfect with it. And Colorado got some chances. Yeah. But they were much better than they were in the first two games. Right. No, they got it out clean. And and, and Vassy was Vassy. Uh, They got some breaks. We'll talk about that, or at least one. And, you know, look, (laughs) credit uh, Nigel Kerwin and the film crew. But Vassy saved 37 to 39 shots. It starts there. He made some incredible saves, including what was the number one play of the day on ESPN. Um, he was big when they needed him to be big. Uh, when, when they gave up some really good chances, he, he stopped them. And, you know, that, that's exactly what they needed. They would have fallen down. They did fall behind in this game one nothing. Could have been 2 nothing, um, except that uh, the first goal was disallowed because um, – John Cooper challenged. Uh, there was definitely an offsides. It was not by much. <laughs> All you needed was a little bit of white space there, and they got the call. And still, you know, Colorado came right back down and still took a one to nothing lead. So it wasn't as if you know the Lightning took off from there. They didn't, but they managed to, you know, to 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 tie the game up again. And 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 I think the first goal was at Sorelli, I believe it was. Yes, is that correct? Yep. Um. Which was a great play, maybe not such a, maybe kind of a soft goal, but it, it just seemed like there was an exhale at that point. You know, when you get shut out, when it's you know seven to nothing in the previous game, when you've been struggling to score on the power play as they had been, um, just so that you're no longer, you know, you're not chasing the game um, the way they have been in this series, and they, they give up the first goal again, could have been two nothing, but but that goal right there just seemed to lighten the load for the Lightning. It, it was. You know, Chris, just more of a hustle play than anything else, but mm-hmm. uh, man, it was needed. Well, and, and not only that, but then what? A minute fifty-one later, yes, Palat scores, and now you get your first lead of the series. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that really propelled them. Absolutely. It's, finally, it took two games and four, almost fifteen minutes into the the third game before right. they got a lead in the series. I mean, they had tied. They they fell behind three nothing in game one and got it tied. Of course, they lost in overtime. But to finally get a lead in the series, mm-hmm. I think that, that to me, that buoyed them even more than just getting that Sorelli goal to tie it early. Was right. We have a lead now. Now we can play our game. Now we can you know, execute the way we want to because we're not chasing the game. Now we're playing the way we're used to playing. I mean, the Lightning right. lead more often than they, they trail in games. Mm-hmm. When you win a lot, that's, what, that's how you do it. Sure. You know, having leads helps. And then that second period, they poured it on with four goals. Oh, yeah. No, they were great. And, and John Cooper said uh, exactly what you did. He said the offside call, and for them to come right away and score, uh, we had to get the next one, and we did. Mm-hmm. And it just gave you a little bit of exhale, like, okay, we got one. You need that break, uh, that goal, and then we got them. Um, you know, it, it, it just – it's amazing how home ice, well, well, I think in some respects, I don't know what the advantage, how big the advantage is in the NHL versus other sports, right? Like, is it as big in the NFL? I think the NFL is huge in, in, in home field advantage. Is it as big as Major League Baseball? Hmm. I don't know. Um, it seems as if momentum doesn't carry over in the NHL from one game to the next, but it certainly felt like the lightning got a boost in their own arena. Now it could have it could have turned dark and ugly had they fallen behind two zero uh, and been chasing the game again. Um, but you know this is a series now, 
And they, they didn't, you know, it's a mature team that didn't try to get three wins, you know, on Monday night. I mean, they realized, hey, as Stamco said, it was about as close to a must-win as you would have, let's be honest. You can't fall behind 3-0 in a series for, for a cup. Um, but by the same token, they didn't go out and try to win three games. They just had to win a game. And they did it. Now it's a series. It's two one. Now they got to now they got to focus. You know, as Stamco said, just like the seven to nothing game, you know, didn't mean anything tonight. This game can't mean anything in game four. You know, like we got to go out there and try to win another game. And then you know you do that, and then you tie the series, and and you've got a chance. But you know, any, either way you look at it, there are three games from history. You know, from winning their third Stanley Cup, three wins from history, and and it's going to be. I think it's going to be a long series. I think it's going to be six or seven games. And I'll stick by my my opinion as far as I, st- I do believe that if they come back and win this, it will be pretty miraculous given how good Colorado is. And I still think that this is the best team that they've faced in, in, in the final in the last three years. Uh, the goaltending with, with Kemper, I mean, it's an issue, you know, and they've got to exploit it. They've got to find a way to, to put pressure on them. And now we don't know. They weren't committal after the game. Who's going to start game four? I think that's a problem. When you're trying to win a Stanley Cup and you're going game to game with your goaltenders, I think that's an issue. It's, you know, the Lightning have such a luxury Mm -hmm. in that they know who's going to play every game. Mm -hmm. No matter if they just hung seven on you the game before. That's right. You know, the Lightning are one of the few teams in the NHL that can say that. And we've said that going into the playoffs. I mean, one of the things about the Eastern Conference. And he had eight teams that finished with 100 points in the Eastern Conference this year. Right. Every one of them, except the Lightning, had questions in net. Not necessarily always big questions. I mean, Boston had two goalies they really like. But Brofsky has won one playoff series. Now it's two before they lost to the Lightning. You know, you had, you had questions in net. Jack Campbell, although he played very well against the Lightning in that, that series. But there was questions. There, and then you had a lot of backup goalies playing. The Rangers played a lot of backup goalies on the way. Because of injuries, Tristan Jari was hurt in Pittsburgh, and and uh, you know uh, Anderson in, in Carolina was hurt in that. But you had questions in net everywhere. Well, yep. Colorado's the same way, and the Lightning yep. have such a luxury that it doesn't matter that seven just got hung on the game before. Andre Vasilevsky is your starter, no question, no issue, no doubt in any player's mind in that room. Colorado's Man. players have to be going. You know, we dominate two games, and now all of a sudden they get some shots, and we're down. Oh, now it's two one, and, mm-hmm. and and we're chasing that game. Right. Yeah. No, you're you're exactly right. Um, I think what would get the lightning, and and we don't know the extent of of, of all these injuries. First of all, um, when I saw uh, Paul go down. I thought he was done. <laughs> um, we all did. <laughs> I mean, that there's nothing that looked good about about how he how he crumbled, or certainly how he tried to get off the ice. I mean, he went straight to the locker room and barely could get down the tunnel. And you're thinking, not only is he done for this game, he's probably done for the series. He comes back, and in his first shift, like ten seconds after he gets back on the ice, he scores a goal. Uh, he said after the game that you know it was. It felt more like a funny bone than anything else. I think he's talking about his knee. Um, but regardless, you know, tough guy, toughed it out certainly. So so he finished the game. He was fine. The bigger concern because of who it is is Nikita Kucherov. Um, and that hit, and, and John Cooper addressed it after the game, 
that's one that shouldn't happen uh, in hockey, and especially in playoff hockey. I mean, you know, these teams put a lot of effort to get where they are right now, and, and they certainly needed their best players playing their best. And to, to possibly lose a guy like Kucherov, even for a game, um, on something like that is not good. And And I thought that Cooper, you know, pretty much addressed it straight on. He said that everybody in the building already knows smart, savvy players know what they're doing with their stick. He felt it was a dirty play. Uh, clearly yeah, the, the stick took his legs out from under him. That's correct. And he was kind of going for a hit, which is okay. Which okay. Sure. But it was the stick that took his legs out and then forced the leg to bend or mm-hmm. that's what it looked like. He got hurt. Yeah. Groin, maybe have. stretch, yeah. stretch something, you know, Mm-hmm. And he tried what? to stick it out because they were they were going on the power play, and you yeah, know Cooch doesn't Cooch doesn't want to give up a shot on the power play. Mm-hmm. He was out there, took one shot, and, and then went straight to the dressing room after that. Now your hope is that was late in the game. You were up six to two. Your hope is is that he's okay, but they weren't going to put him back out there because of score and circumstance in that. You didn't need right. to put him back out. Mm-hmm. That's your hope as a Lightning fan. We probably won't know anything. I don't know if there's a practice today yet. As we're taping this late in the morning, I haven't seen the schedule. They may take the day off, which means there won't be any updates. And it's the playoffs, so they don't update anything anyway, even if they were there. But right. So we'll probably have to wait till Wednesday night to know. But that that's your hope is that, you know, it's not as bad as it seemed, but based on scoring circumstances, they weren't going to put him back out there. And given the fact that Braden Point, who played in the you know game two, was not available to them in game three, that makes it even more dire, right? I mean, and we don't know the status of Braden Point at this at this juncture. It's it's hard to if you would have told me you know before the playoffs they could win a championship without Point, you'd say that's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. And granted, they've won two series without him now. He got hurt. That's in, right. You know, at the end of the Toronto series, he did not play in the New York or the Florida series or the New York series. And then he played games one and two in this series and, and didn't play game three. But if you're going to tell me you could win a championship without Point and Kucherov, mm, that one's really hard to believe. Yeah. Now, yeah. you're only four games left, poss- you know, at most left in the season at this point because you played three of the seven in, in this. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. But your hope is, is that Cooch is okay. But based on scoring circumstances, no need to put him back in. That's right. Now we mentioned Vasilevsky again. I the thing that we've noticed about him, um, pretty much every series is the deeper the series goes, the better he gets, the better he plays. He certainly plays better at home. I think. I think as, mm-hmm. as a team, they have. I mean, I don't know how many games in a row this is now that they've won. Um, I know that uh, you know Colorado had been riding quite a streak themselves, but. This was this was Vassy at his best, and I thought you know obviously it helps when they play better around him and they're not chasing the game and things like that. I think that's part of the reason he gets better is that yeah. this team executes, mm-hmm. self corrects, and adjusts, and right. and they right. play better in front of him. Now you know he plays well too, and that's all part of it. But yeah, I think yep. a lot of it is the team plays better in front of him. Right. So you know if they continue to do that, then. You know, they got a chance to tie the series. Yeah. A few other notes from tonight. Mm-hmm. One, Steven Stamkos, I thought, played a whale of a game. Yes, he did. He went 23-8 and eight in the faceoff dot. 
Whew. We always talk about the Lightning struggle at faceoffs at times. Right. He won 74% of it. He took 31 faceoffs, won 74% of those, mm. including going, I believe, 8-0 in the third period. Yeah. As Colorado's trying to push and trying to make something happen. And yeah, got that's huge. A, a lot of their shots on. I think, I think they had 79 shot attempts for the game. I believe 33 of those were in the third period. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 40% of their shots, maybe more than that, were in the third period. I mean, as they're trying to press and trying to, to push to try to get back in that game. But Stamkos was phenomenal tonight. Maybe his best game in a while in the playoffs. Like I said, 23 and 8. Pierre Edward Belmar went 8 and 2 in the faceoff circle. Wow. You know, they, they won, what, 58% of the faceoffs tonight. So, I mean, that was a big help, too. To oh, control, yeah. I think on, on power play, I think the Lightning won eight of nine faceoffs on the power play. Yeah, you know that they helps still, you. They still need to get better on the power. I mean, they're, they're not they're not clicking, and, and I know they've had you know point in point out. Mm-hmm. That's the one area that if, if they get that locked down, then it, then they really are on fire because they they just aren't really hitting on on many cylinders there. So Colorado's power play moves fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's boom, 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 boom. Puck moves around. Yeah. And and they've been very successful at getting the lightning out of position and scoring. You know, 5 of 11 or whatever it is a series. To me, the lightning's power play is a deception game. And it starts with Cooch on the half wall. And because it's run from the half wall, it's a little different. But to me, it's always pass, pass. Pass, 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 and then they try to speed it up speed on you. Speed it up, yeah. It's, it's kind of like a pitcher. I'm going to throw you the change up. I'm going to throw mm-hmm. you the slide. Then I'm going to put a fastball by you, speed you up, and then I'm going to slow you back down with the change up again. Mm-hmm. You know, Colorado just comes at you like a bull in a china shop in the power <laughs> play. It's just speed. It's just boom, 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 boom. Move the puck. Ping, 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 ping. Puck. Puck's mm-hmm. all, all over the place. The lightning, deception's probably the wrong word for it, but it's... And, and uh, you know, I, I get to listen to Phil complain that they move too slow on the power Precision, play. But maybe. It's, but it's yeah. part of it. It's it's here's to Hedman. Here's back to Cooch. Here's to Palat. Here's back to Cooch. Here's to Hedman. Here's to Stamkos. Back to Cooch. Back to Hedman. Palat. Point. But, you know, and all of a sudden it starts speeding up on you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're kind of lulled into it. But in order to do that, you have to maintain possession of the puck for longer. Yep. And Colorado's done a, a pretty effective job. At, at not giving the, the Lightning enough possession in the in the power play. The passes are just a little bit off, just not yeah. perfect. And and that's an adjustment they still have got to make. And, of course, you're rotating either parry or, you know, point kind of in that bumper spot there or the, the right in front of the net spot. Right. So, uh, it's, that's still a work in progress, although they did get a power play goal tonight. Uh, parry on the rebound there. Yeah, I mean, look, it was a – Obviously, a much needed win. I think the series is over if it's three zero, uh, regardless of of anything else. You know, going into Game Four on Wednesday, but uh, not only did they win, but they hung six goals up there. Like we mentioned, uh, we don't know who's going to be uh, in net for Colorado in in Game Four. They they didn't get want to give that up. So now all of a sudden, you know, Colorado has some soul searching to do, and that building looked to be on fire again. The, the, the obviously. As Stamco says, they got a big boost playing at home. Eight in a we row the, at home. They've won yeah, in the playoffs. We yeah, we get the same boost. We get the same boost in Emily, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so there's nothing different except the venue. Um so yeah, it was uh 
you know what? They they did what they had to do. They made it a series. Um, again, I think a comeback against this team being down 2-0, if they can do this like they did to the New York Rangers and win this in six or seven games, I, I think it's it's their greatest accomplishment yet. I mean, I I can't tell you. I mean, first of all, just to be here, you know, three straight Stanley Cup finals, having won two already to win three, a part of history in the modern era. You're a dynasty. You're a legit dynasty by today's or anyone's standards. And they are three wins away from that, uh, regardless of how they got there. And all that matters now is is uh, what's going to happen Wednesday. Uh, so, and how, about, how about Corey Perry, the first player in NHL history to score a goal in a Stanley Cup final for four different teams? Four different teams, yeah. Incredible. And, and it's been the last three years he's scored in, in each final. Mm-hmm. With Dallas, with Montreal, and now the Lightning. And he scored with the Ducks years ago when he won his only cup. I, I can't imagine what it would feel like to lose three Stanley Cups in a row for three different teams. I, I He's only the second player to play in three Stanley Cups for three different teams in a row. Right. Marion Hossa did it, mm-hmm. um, and he finally won in his third try with the Blackhawks. With Chicago, right. In 2010. Right. So. right. And, you know, Perry certainly deserves a, a, that kind of fate, but and he's been playing really, really well. It, it was a good. They did a good special on him, or a little bit of piece on, on him. Um, Emily Kaplan did on ESPN, which was interesting. How you know by the preseason he was wearing the A on his shirt, and just sort of how you know once they offered him a two-year deal, he was like, "Well, that's it. We're going." You know, like um, he wanted to join them, and then all all of a sudden, you know, teammates started calling saying, "Listen, um, we're not done. We, we're still hungry. We still want this." you know, and you can help us get it. And they had competed against them, and he was maybe the best player, one of the best players in Dallas and at Montreal during those series that they lost. So he's here now, and it would I think it would be really cool for him, uh, who hasn't won a cup, like you said, in a very, very long time, to, to get his third. So outstanding game by the Lightning. They're now trailing uh, Colorado two games to one. We'll see what happens Wednesday night. But it was a uh, it was a cool experience if you were at Emily Arena, I'm sure. And if you want to stay cool, man, it is very very hot outside. So don't suffer this summer with that old AC system. You got to call our experts at Air Rescue. Air Rescue offers superior service uh, at just unbeatable prices. Now your air conditioning unit is going to perform 30% better and last longer with just regular maintenance by Air Rescue. They have an award-winning team. They deliver 24 hours a day. In fact, they have emergency service 24-7. You don't want to be without your air conditioning. Call these folks, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. They have residential installation. They have the repairs. They're family-owned, and they've been here for 75 years in business. Air Rescue also... Offers 100% financing. That's so important. Affordable payments, very easy application process, no administration or bank fees or any extra costs with that financing. Call the good people at Air Rescue at 813-612-5600 or go to airrescueflorida.com. For all your air conditioning needs, it's Air Rescue. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A team that needs to be rescued is the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, well, at least they're bats. The, they're the bats, pitching's fine, and and they could use a uh, they could use they could use some some players to get healthy. They have two more injuries. Kevin Kiermaier went out after his first at bat. He's been bothered by, I guess, uh, sort of an Achilles issue. Uh, I don't know if it was hip or his Achilles or what's going on with Kevin Kiermaier, but unable to finish that game, and then they lose. Manny Mar- or Manuel Margot, who has been their best, most consistent hitter in terms of average and, and uh, runs batted in and things like that. Uh, he got busted up trying to make a play on, on what resulted in a triple uh, that put the Yankees back ahead. The Yankees had, and Garrett Cole had no hit the Rays through seven and, and, and a third, I believe. Uh, and, and credit, you know, Tampa Bay for coming back in the eighth inning, tying the game, had the Winning run on second base with two out, unable to take the lead there, and then they lose it, um, you know, in the bottom half of that inning. This is like I—they're fourteen and a half games behind the Yankees, who are now fifty and seventeen. I think I saw where they're only like the seventh team to, to win fifty games in the first in the last hundred years. Yeah, they're the yeah. seventh. Yeah, I mean it—it's it, just—I mean that. You can't imagine a team being hotter than that, but they're getting it at, at, at every level. They're playing defense terrifically. They're getting pitching, obviously. And uh, really what's been remarkable is how well that the Rays have pitched against that lineup uh, that has just been, you know, ravaging everybody. And, I mean, they, you know, they, they hold this, the best team in baseball down these last, what, four, five, six games, whatever they played them, and... You know, Shane McClanahan is as good a pitcher there is in the majors right now. Um, you know, he was dealing. He gives up a, a early home run to Anthony Rizzo. That was it. You know, he, he uh, has has been out there each outing. He's given up one or no runs. I mean, it's just been remarkable how well he's thrown. And, you know, they got beat in the bullpen. Um, and that hasn't happened very often. But, again, when you score just two runs – and that didn't come really any, any any hits until the eighth inning. And this is not a major league lineup. This is not a a uh, a ball club that Kevin Cash can put out there, much less against the Yankees, and say, you know what, we can we can we can hang with these guys. Um, they're just outgunned right now. And and I don't know, you know, maybe Wander Franco comes back. He's getting closer apparently. But maybe this other weekend, guys, yeah, maybe this weekend yeah. against Pittsburgh. Right. But now but you're calling guys, up Luke Rayley and Jonathan Aranda. I mean, really? Really? I mean, like, you know, Josh Lowe was in the game. He hit one, you know, to center field that, uh, you know, they were able to get back and make a play on uh, almost on, on the, off the wall, essentially. Uh, so maybe he can help them a little bit. But, man, I mean, it, it has just been one injury after the other. And, you know, at this point they can pitch um, – but, you know, you're not going to see Mike Zanino walk through the door. You're not going to see Brandon Lau walk through the door anytime soon. There's just not enough bats, and now Margot is out. 
it's it's grim. Um, they won't make excuses. Kevin Cash isn't going to make excuses. But come on, when he fills out his lineup card against the New York Yankees and he looks across and he sees what they got, um, and, and yet they're in every game. They've pitched their wheels off, um, but they just can't score any runs. They can't hit. They cannot hit. And the averages show it, uh, you know, and these guys are doing the best they can. But it's just not going to happen with this group. And now... For the first time, I think you said, Steve, that they if the playoffs were today, the old proverbial wolf, the playoffs started today, and they don't, they would not be in, in the playoffs right now. No, they fell to fourth in the division. So th- there's only three wild card teams, but mm-hmm. the Guardians are actually the second best wild card team at this point now. Wow. And we're talking, you know, one or two games difference. It's not a huge difference at this point. Sure. But the Rays did fall behind Boston tonight, which means they fell to – they're the only team above 500 who would not make the playoffs in the American League if they mm-hmm. started today. But when you go two and eight in your last ten, that happens. Well, that's tough, man. It's tough, and and uh, you know, Pittsburgh's coming up, but they still got a couple more games against the Yankees. Um, it's getting getting late early, as they say. I mean, I I I don't know how they turn it around unless they make some deal. I mean, there's really what deals are going to make, but. They got to get Wander back. Uh, they got to hope that Margot isn't out, but it's going to be out for it looks like an extended period of time. And I well, just don't know where you go for offense. You brought up deals, and, and actually, one of our mailbag questions we already got for this week mm-hmm. asked about you know why aren't they trading for a bat? Well, the hard part is you're 67, 68 games into the season. How many teams actually think they're out of it yet? Very few. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, if you're going to go get a bat, if a team thinks they've got a shot to make the playoffs or compete, well, they're mm-hmm. not. They're not ready. To, they're, you know, they're not ready to call it quits yet. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's going to be closer to the trade deadline before you get that. So, mm-hmm. if you're going to go get a bat now, right, you're going to probably extremely overpay, yeah. or you're very limited on the teams you may compete with. I mean, you know, we we know that like the Reds this year got off to a horrible start. Well, like the one of the worst starts in in baseball history, to be honest. Well, sure. they're they're not they're well now they're back in the basement of their their division, but they were moving up the they had passed the Cubs a couple games ago, you know, and they're moving up now. You know, do I think they're going to make the playoffs? No, that may be a team that wants to sell, but the Rays are fourteen games out. The Reds are only fourteen and a half out of their division. That's right. You know, they don't have a team going fifty and seventeen in their division. So how many teams are really out of it? Washington's 21 games out. Um, Oakland's 19 out. And Baltimore's 20 and a half out. Everybody else is 14 or less games out. Not that 14's good, but you still got 100 games to go almost. Yeah. So it, It's been really disappointing. And there's still plenty of season and plenty of road ahead of you. But um, when you're this far behind, and no one, no one expects them to catch the Yankees, you just got to try to find a way to get in the postseason not that far out of the race of that as far as that goes right now. Well, if you're going to catch the Yankees, you're going to need the Yankees to start to fall back to everybody else. That's correct. You know, you've got but to start winning some token, games, but you you've got to they've got to start falling back. I and I don't think they're going to catch them. I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know, we've seen the Yankees have, you know, devastating injuries and guys go out like Stanton and Judge, and that's been the biggest fear of everybody is what if this team ever stayed healthy for a whole season? Would it be miraculous you know, if they caught the Yankees? Yes. Yes, this would truly be a miraculous comeback by the Rays if they're able to win the American League East and catch the Yankees down hey, 14 and a half games. They were nine games behind Boston in September. 
what, 10 mm-hmm. years ago, whatever it was, and caught them. So, you know, no. only 14 out in, you know, June. It's June 20, 21st, so as we do this podcast. So that's that's late, too, but not as late, you know. Anything is possible. That's what you're saying. But miraculous? I go back to miraculous. <laughs> and that's and that's what the lightning will be. Listen, you can disagree with, with, with that. That's fine. I'm sticking to it. You know, if they, if they beat a lot Colorado of, four out of five, they've earned it. There's a lot of series. Well, you're going to have to win a minimum of one game in Colorado, correct? Mm-hmm. Is my math right about that? Well, yeah, you had to do that regardless because you didn't have home ice. So that's right. So you got You still got to win one, and 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 you may have. You know, if it goes seven games, you may have to win a game seven there. Um, if you can't do it in six, so you know, could could they go back to back against the Rangers and Colorado, losing the first two? falling behind in game three in both series and then coming back and winning what four in a row perhaps uh that that's miraculous i mean that that would be next level crazy you know uh, they'll be writing history we'll be writing a book about it but they'll be writing history books about this lightning group well they're gonna write history uh, books regardless it'll just be a lot thicker if they get that well done. that's true yeah <laughs> and it'll end with you know a three-peat which you know, why, Phil Jackson why end there why not go for four well, that's what they'll be talking about. I mean, that's what they'll be, they'll be comparing them to, you know, teams from um, when when the NHL was just six teams. I mean, most of the roster's yeah. back next year. There's only a, it is. the only unrestricted free agents on the team are are Andre Palat, Nick Paul, mm-hmm. and Jan Ruda and Riley Nash, I believe. Those are two of those guys are probably really important. Yeah, my <laughs> guess Paul is and, my guess under, is Andre Palat's gone, and they re-sign Nick Paul. But think, imagine that, like Andre Pilat, I don't, I don't know how many goals he has now mm-hmm. in the postseason. I, I think he's right behind Stamkos. Um, but in terms of points, you know, we kind of saw this with Yanni Gord, though, and they and they did move on from him. Um, well, that was an expansion draft. I mean, that wasn't they didn't that was different. You know, right. He wasn't a free agent. He was picked by Seattle in the expansion draft. So right, but it's kind of unimaginable. Like, and he's played a long time, but it's unimaginable that Pilat would be a guy. That they they just simply can't resign. But if, if well, it were Tyler between, Johnson was too. I mean, they you know. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. talk about a guy that's, you know, back in fifteen, he was probably the best player on the team during the playoffs. Uh, yeah, and got some of the biggest goals in their mm-hmm. postseason history. And you know, but they're gonna they're gonna have to do what they have to do. They managed to to make it back to the Stanley Cup with a whole new cast. You know, uh, uh, some some new players, and they didn't have Yanni Gordon. They still made it back. So. Who's to say they can't do it with Andre Palat? But boy, he has been so good in this series. Yeah. And, and granted, in, this is this finals. is a guess. I mean, now if they want to keep Andre Palat, then you might you'd probably have to trade Alex Kalorn, mm-hmm. who's got one yeah. year left on his contract. Right. Then maybe you have a shot to keep Palat. Right. So you know, some of it could be Julian Breezewell deciding who's more important. Who we're moving on from? Yeah. It'll be a tough part departure for somebody. But, but the other part is in Kalorn's contract comes off after next season. Yeah. But after next season, you've got to re-sign Sorelli, Sergachev, and Chernak. Mm. They all signed oh. three-year deals as restricted free agents two years ago. So, mm-hmm. so you've got to worry about the salary cap a year from now as you're re-signing whoever now, whether it's Palat or Nick Paul or Alex Kalorn. So and they've got big decisions to make financially, but we'll get into that in the off season. No need to do that when you're in the middle of a playoff series right now. Good point. We'll wrap up on this. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. Indomitian Sue was on NFL Live. He was 
one of their co-hosts uh, for the uh, for the afternoon, and he said uh, very succinctly that Tampa Bay is no longer um, seems no longer possible as a destination for him. But he does want to play, so that leaves thirty one other teams. We knew this was the case. I mean, you know, you don't sign Akeem Hicks and think that there's still room at the end for Indomitian Sioux. And draft Logan Hall. And and that's the biggest thing. I was asked this question, you know, I do this thing on um, Spectrum Sports, Bay News 9, and on Mondays and talk about the Bucks. And, and they asked me a question about Sioux. Was it purely financial? My answer is no, because first of all, we don't know what, what Sue's looking for, but he averaged nine million dollars a year while he was here. So he's not a guy that's going to play for free. Uh, he's played twelve years. He's never missed a game. The biggest thing is is I think is just that that Logan Hall was drafted not just to you know develop and eventually take. A, I mean, they think Logan Hall can be part of the rotation and a big part of it right away. When they re-sign Will Golston and not Sue, Golston and Sue do a lot of sa- the same things, right? Um, but the biggest thing about, you know, having Logan Hall there is that you want to play him. Soup has averaged about 71, 75% of all the snaps on defense. So if you're going to pay Sue $9 million, he's going to expect to and probably want to play about, you know, three-fourths of the time or, you know, around 70, 75%. I think the plan is for Hall to, to eventually do more than that. Akeem Hicks is three years younger. He's a little he's a little bit cheaper. Six and a half million dollars is his base. He can make two million dollars based on how many games he plays because this guy's missed a lot of games the last two two of the last three seasons. So you get a you get a player that's that's probably as good or better than Sue, a little bit younger, a little bit cheaper, but also you don't feel um, any pressure to play him that much. When I say that much, as much as seventy one percent, and you can really use Logan Hall. So. You add all of that up, and again, I wasn't in the negotiation, so I don't know how close the Bucks really ever got with Sue or just how much they wanted him. I also think the tape's not as good as, as people may think it is. You know, um, He had six sacks, and that's sort of been his high-water mark for his career. Um, he doesn't practice much anymore. You know, he, he, he doesn't miss any games, so you can't argue with his, with his process. But by the same token, they wanted to get more athletic. They wanted to get faster. Um, you know, obviously you got Vita Vea next to him. Whoever plays there is going to get a lot of one-on-ones. So, you know, they, they were looking to move on and move on they have. And now we'll see where Sue's going to go. They suggested on the show a couple of places for him, uh, one being the Los Angeles Chargers, which makes sense. The one that I think makes the most sense because they have the most money is the Las Vegas Raiders. They're sitting here with about $20 million under the salary cap. They can certainly afford him. They need some interior defensive linemen to go with some pretty good outside rushers. Uh, that's a contending team. He was funny. Ever the businessman, he goes, well, you know, not too thrilled about their state income, their income tax situation there in California. <laughs> it's a lot of my salary would be eaten up by taxes. But um, but look, if if he plans on playing, uh, he's going to have to go with the job and the opportunities are so. Uh, you can check off in Damakon Sue uh, as far as his and you know what he played pretty well here he was a Super Bowl champion he was never a problem in the locker room he'd had some issues obviously has become a, a bit of a mercenary later in his career you know stops uh with with the Miami Dolphins and the, the Los Angeles Rams and Tampa Bay and now on to another team presumably so uh, we wish him well I enjoyed his time here he was uh for all I had heard about him um you know on the field 
some of the antics that he had early in his career, really seemed happy here and was, you know, a good teammate, easy easy to deal with from a media standpoint. And he did his job. He helped them win a mm-hmm. Super Bowl, which well, was great. And let's not forget him helping develop Vita Vea. Absolutely. And remember, they moved on from Gerald McCoy and brought That's in correct. Indomitian and Sue. They wanted a little more snarl, a little mm-hmm. more grit or sandpaper snarl is good yeah and, and that's what they wanted to help vita vea develop and to that's impart one of the on reasons him, yeah. they brought indomic and sue in and look at what vita vea has become and i think he did his job in that respect as well as you could hope because while vea is still you know one of the most laid back and cool customers uh and a fun loving guy um he he did he did earn a little snarl playing next to uh playing next to indomic and sue and I think it was needed. And, and so, yeah, that's a great point because I think that's that's one of the reasons it was controversial at the time. It's one of the reasons they moved on from GMAC. And Gerald McCoy hasn't played now in a couple of years because of injuries. So uh, it was the right decision then. This looks to be the right decision now. And you you wish Indomitian Sue well wherever he might wind up. He's going to be a success, obviously, on and off the field. All right, so we're uh, going to have a mailbag if you guys want to continue to submit your questions. We've got a bunch of them already about the Lightning, the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Rays. Anything you got, you can do that by sending them to us uh, on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Lightning win game, game three. It's two games to one now. We'll see what happens on Wednesday. Thanks for listening. For Steve Verstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.